Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I am looking for 50 people with Hashimoto's. If you have been diagnosed in the last 10 years and you feel lost or confused about exactly what to do, then I want to invite you to join me for a free training call on Thursday, May 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, where I will show you how to support your thyroid for your thyroid type and your specific Hashimoto's triggers. You will also find out how to lower your thyroid antibodies and how to get to the bottom of all of your thyroid symptoms, the weight gain, the fatigue, the brain fog, the inflammation, the hair loss. Please go to inatoppler.com slash Zoom call to register, and I will send you all of the call details. I only have room for 50 people, so please be sure that you register at inatoppler.com slash Zoom call and get your spot right now. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Health Mystery Solved. I am especially excited today because this is my 100th episode. Woohoo! And I am here because of you. Thank you for being a listener and helping to make Health Mystery Solved such a success. I also really appreciate all of your emails and Instagram messages with your kind words about how much this information is helping you. It warms my heart. So truly, thank you. And by the way, if you enjoy the show and have not had a chance to leave a review on iTunes, will you? I would so appreciate it. You just scroll down and click rate and review. It's that simple. And those reviews really help the show so that it is shown to more people that can really use the help. I was thinking a lot about the topic for today's show to commemorate this milestone. And since the idea for this show came about when I was doing the Overcoming Hashimoto Summit, and I know that so many of you have thyroid issues as well as Hashimoto's, and being that Hashimoto's is a topic that is so near and dear to my own heart, it ended up being a pretty easy decision. Hashimoto's is something that is complex and way less understood mainstream than people realize. If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me if their specific symptom is because of Hashimoto's, I hear things like, I'm always tired. Is that due to my Hashimoto's? Or I have anxiety. Or I have GI issues. Or my hair is falling out. Or I can't get pregnant. Or I can't seem to think straight. I can't remember things or have a weird rash, or this weird thing that my eyes do, is this because of Hashimoto's? If you have Hashimoto's, then you have probably also experienced some, or maybe even all of these frustrating symptoms. Why are there so many different symptoms? So to understand this question better, it is important to first know that Hashimoto's is not a thyroid disease, but an autoimmune disease. Here, your immune system is actually attacking your thyroid because it thinks that your thyroid is not your friend. 
What is very important to remember here is that the tissue that's being attacked is not actually at fault. So in Hashimoto's, it's not the thyroid's fault that it's being attacked. The issue is that the immune system got confused and lost track of what's good and what's bad. Another important fact is that thyroid is actually not the only organ that's affected in Hashimoto's. This may come as a bit of a surprise because it's not widely discussed, but it's true. Believe it or not, Hashimoto's is actually more of a systemic autoimmune disease. Hashimoto's is diagnosed by having positive thyroid antibodies. And for those who are not familiar, there are two antibodies called the thyroid peroxidase and the thyroglobulin antibodies. These antibodies are made when there's an attack on the thyroid peroxidase or thyroglobulin by your immune system. However, what you may not know is that when you have these antibodies and there's an immune activation, they can actually cross-react with other tissues, such as your brain or your gut. This is just one of the reasons why so many people can experience brain fog, concentration, or memory issues, and various digestive issues. It's not just in your head, I promise. What you feel is very real, even if your thyroid numbers may look quote-unquote normal. The reason that so many people suffer with so many symptoms is because unfortunately, they're not being properly supported. Conventionally, the typical treatment for autoimmunity is just to suppress the immune system because the thought is that if the immune system is overreacting, then let's just bring it down so it can't overreact. It sort of makes sense, right? But on the other hand, we kind of need our immune system. We need it to fight our daily battles with infections and the different things that we come in contact with. So if we just suppress the immune system, we're going to be more prone to getting these infections in even other diseases like cancer because the immune system isn't properly watching out for them. Another conventional approach is to just do nothing. This is what I was told 20 years ago when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and I can't tell you how many people have said that they were told the same. Doctors told me that, yes, you have Hashimoto's, but your thyroid function is just fine, so there's nothing to do. They recommended that I waited and watched, and eventually, when my thyroid would be destroyed by the Hashimoto's, they would put me on medicine, and I will likely need to take it forever. What? On what planet does that make sense? Why would I just sit here and wait for my thyroid to get destroyed and do absolutely nothing about it? It did not make sense to me at all. The more integrative approach is actually to figure out why the immune system got confused in the first place and address each one of those things to basically then unconfuse it while also supporting the thyroid itself if that's needed. So in order to truly support Hashimoto's, the approach needs to be comprehensive and what is not, the person is not being properly supported. With that said, I want to share the top five mistakes that I see when speaking and working with people that have Hashimoto's so that you are aware and won't make these same mistakes. Hashimoto's mistake number one, and that is only focusing on thyroid and not supporting the immune system. So often, people are told that they have Hashimoto's and are given thyroid medication. While in some cases, the medication is important, and they do need it, and I'm not against thyroid medication when the thyroid cannot produce enough hormones, but you need to get to the bottom of why the immune system got confused, otherwise the thyroid is just going to continue to get attacked more and more and more, and then more of it is going to be destroyed. 
Back in episode 32, Solving the Autoimmune Puzzle, I explained the immune system connection in Hashimoto's and other autoimmune diseases as well. So if you missed that one, please check out that episode. And there I mentioned that if you have one autoimmune disease, you're more likely to get others. Actually, it's been researched that it could be up to eight different autoimmune diseases in someone's lifetime. And I'm not saying this to scare you in any way though. And if you've been following my work, you probably know that my whole point and mission is to never scare anyone, but actually the opposite, to show people that there are so many answers out there and all of the different things that we can do. The reason that I'm telling you this is because those issues come from the immune system and not the actual organ that is being attacked. So in a more functional approach, our goal is to always figure out why things are happening so that we can get to the bottom of it and fix it from the inside out. In order to get to the root of Hashimoto's, and to be honest, it's not just Hashimoto's, but really any autoimmune disease, we have to see what got the immune system confused in the first place. And I call this looking at immune triggers. While of course there are many, many different triggers and they do vary from person to person, they can be grouped into four categories. And that is foods, stress, toxins, and infections. And so for foods, a lot of people that have Hashimoto's also have the celiac genotypes, which is why gluten tends to be a big issue. Not for everyone, but for many people with Hashimoto's. But also there are other foods that we could be sensitive to or the body may not tolerate. All of these things can create inflammation and cause the immune system to get confused. Toxins also play a big role and toxins can be toxins from our food, from our environment, our household products. There's so many different chemicals that we're all exposed to. And infections can be things like hidden viruses. It could be gut infections like candida, H. pylori, hidden parasites. All of these things can confuse the immune system. And then of course there's stress. And I talk about this a lot on the show because stress is of course all of the emotional stressors. So it's the everyday life that we're faced with. And with that, it's not just the stress itself, but it's how we perceive that stress and what we do about it and how we manage it. But also stress can be physical. So it's things like not balancing your meals or maybe skipping too many meals. That creates blood sugar issues, big stress on the body. Having infection and toxins can also be physical stressors. So all of these things are things that you want to look at to see where your triggers are. And it is important to know that they're different for different people, but also they could be different in different times of your life. So it's really good to keep an eye on it and not to think, oh, I took care of this five years ago, so that can't be it or nothing else can happen, right? We can get these triggers at different times in our life. I can't tell you how many times clients and also those that I speak to both on the show and on Instagram and people that message me tell me that, their doctor told them that they have antibodies, but those antibodies don't do anything or they just sit there or there's nothing that could be done for the antibodies and they just need to take medication. This is not true. Looking at these triggers can really have a profound effect. And I will also be providing you many more resources and details on these triggers and how to get to the bottom of them in the coming shows and other resources. So definitely stay tuned. Now onto Hashimoto's mistake number two, supporting the immune system, but not properly supporting the thyroid. There are some people that understand triggers, which is great, and they start working on them in hopes of fixing their thyroid. This does work, however, 
if the thyroid is already hypo or slow and the body is in need of thyroid hormone, it is very important to give the body what it needs. Thyroid hormone is needed for all of the cells in the body, so replacing it is necessary if the body needs it. While I always try to use natural means when possible and typically try and avoid medication if it's possible and still, of course, believe that doing things naturally is better, I have learned over the last 15 years that since thyroid hormone is needed for everything in the body, not getting it can really harm our body and negatively affect many of our organs. You need thyroid hormone for your metabolism. It also affects how you control your blood sugar, which is a huge key to health. You need it for energy. And thyroid hormone affects how you create energy and regulate your temperature, as well as how well your mitochondria, which are the little batteries of your cells, are working. So when it comes to weight management and energy, these are the biggies of how thyroid affects it. Without thyroid hormone, you can't have good muscle tone, and your bones are dependent on it, so you need thyroid hormone to build and maintain strong bones. You also need thyroid hormone for all of your membranes. Did you know that there's a membrane that surrounds the brain and if you don't have enough thyroid hormone and it's not supported, it can become leaky and then toxins and other things that don't belong can cross through it and get into the brain. Yikes. There's also a membrane in the gut and when there's not enough thyroid hormone, there would be more risk for leaks and subsequent digestive issues. Now, thyroid hormone also helps to balance inflammation and to make antioxidants which are the protective nutrients and these antioxidants are needed for all of our cells, including the brain. So with less thyroid hormone, we then see more inflammation. We would then also have more of what we call free radicals. And those are compounds that can actually destroy your cells and your cells don't like them. Now you need antioxidants to buffer these free radicals. This can create brain fog, concentration, and memory issues, and it also can make it harder for you to pick up new information and learn new things because brain function can be affected by this. And if you ever felt like you can't seem to remember things or learn something new as easily as before, this could be why. Since you need thyroid hormone for your antioxidants, your immune system can also be impacted due to low antioxidants. Without enough antioxidants, the immune system can become more confused or dysregulated, which can lead to more infections and then even more autoimmunity. So if you already have Hashimoto's or any other autoimmune disease, it can make it worse. So then it can become this vicious cycle of more autoimmune attack, which destroys the thyroid, creating less thyroid hormone, which is very needed to then help balance the immune system in the first place. You see how everything is connected? It's important to know the thyroid does not work alone, but it works in tandem with many other organs. So that if the thyroid is off, those organs can be off too and vice versa. And that is why you may be experiencing so many different symptoms when your thyroid is off. Many people don't realize how many things are just so intricately connected to your thyroid. So please be sure that you check your thyroid and do a full thyroid panel. And I created a great resource for you called Why Is Your Doctor Missing Your Thyroid Issue? Which explains how the thyroid really works and not just what, but also why you need all of these thyroid markers. I will link to this free resource in the show notes so you can either scroll down right in your podcast app where you're listening right now, or you can go to healthmysterysoft.com and click on episode 100. Now, while there are natural ways to support thyroid hormone, if you are truly hypo or slow, you may be doing more harm than good by not taking the necessary hormones that your body really needs. I actually was in that place myself 
about 10, maybe 11 years ago, I refused to take thyroid medication because at that point I felt everything that was prescription was bad and everything natural was good. And I worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and tried. And at that point, my Hashimoto's had already progressed and my thyroid was slow. And it literally felt like I was just working uphill. It was like I was going through my day in ski boots. Everything I did just took longer. And then I was working on healing my leaky gut and working on candida and parasites and liver detox. But all of those things were harder to do because I didn't have enough thyroid hormone. Once I realized all that and went on just a tiny little bit of thyroid hormone, that's all I needed. It made such a difference. And then I was able to lower my inflammation and actually get to the bottom of why all of this was happening. And again, I'm not saying everyone needs thyroid medication by any means, but what I'm saying here is that please look at your thyroid. And if it is truly slow, a little bit of medication is probably needed for you. And it's okay because you can look at it as something that's just replacing the necessary hormone that your body may not be able to make. I hope this makes sense. Now for Hashimoto's mistake number three, that is not personalizing your thyroid support. Now thyroid is not a one size fits all approach. I'm gonna say this again so it really sinks in. And if you're multitasking, please come back to me. Thyroid is not a one size fits all approach. There are actually different types of slow thyroid. I call them thyroid types. Now when looking at thyroid, we have high TSH and that's very typical, but it's only one of the thyroid types. Your thyroid then makes T4. That T4 has to convert into T3. That T3 then has to get to the cells and then it has to get absorbed. So if there are breaks in any of those pathways, the support would need to be customized to that. Now, many people with thyroid issues take Synthroid, and that may be okay, but Synthroid is only T4. But what if you're not converting? What if you're not making enough T3? Now, in some cases, natural things like supporting the liver and the gut can help with conversion, but in some cases, the autoimmune attack can actually happen in the place where conversion takes place, and then the person may need extra T3. Now, that can come in both synthetic or natural forms, like the bovine desiccated thyroid, like say armor or westroid, but some people can be more sensitive to it. In my experience, when I took those, I noticed my antibodies went up. And while that's not that common, it does happen because in some cases of Hashimoto's, the body sees those quote unquote natural medicines kind of like your own thyroid and attacks them. We are all different. And so knowing your thyroid type and what your body needs is really key. And many more resources on that will be coming your way very soon. The same goes for the Hashimoto's triggers. There are many triggers and there are some general ones that are not great for anyone. So things like plastics, BPA, for example, and other chemicals. And then gluten is another one that's a big trigger for so many because as I mentioned earlier, so many people with Hashimoto's have the celiac genotypes, which is the DQ2 and DQ8. And we talk much more about that back in episode nine, where I interviewed Dr. Peter Osborne. So if you missed that, please do check it out. But gluten is just one food. You can have other food sensitivities. We are all different. Also, while infections play a role, and we talked about Epstein-Barr being one factor, not everyone has it, right? So not everyone needs an Epstein-Barr cleanse or even a gut cleanse. Plus, when you're cleansing the gut, 
we have different types of bugs, right? Some people have candida, some have bacteria, some have SIBO, some have H. pylori, some have parasites, whether it's plasto, whether it's cryptosporidium, there are many different kinds. And so the same gut cleanse won't work as well for everyone. So it is really helpful to find out what is going on with you specifically so that you can tailor the support to you as much as you possibly can. Now, Hashimoto's mistake number four is doing nothing if your thyroid function is okay. The reason why so many people have issues is that most doctors are not doing anything for Hashimoto's unless thyroid hormones are actually off. I'm not sure if you know, but thyroid destruction could be going on for a while, months, even years before thyroid levels may show it. There can be inflammation both in the thyroid and all over the body when you have Hashimoto's which can cause many different symptoms, but thyroid function may remain intact for a little while. This is one of the reasons why so many people are dismissed, misunderstood, they're ignored when they say that they're not feeling well, yet their thyroid is fine, and doctors tell them, there's nothing going on, you're okay. And the reason is because there is inflammation, and that inflammation needs to be supported. So looking at immune triggers is key. And if you know you have Hashimoto's, don't wait for your thyroid to get destroyed. Start balancing your immune system now. And you can start small. Work on diet. Look at food sensitivities. If you can't afford a test, maybe try a gluten-free diet to start. Or you can start going a little bit further. You could try paleo. You can also look at chemicals in your home and your surroundings. Be mindful of your stress. So even if you don't have a doctor that can run functional medicine tests, you can still do a ton on your own to start to balance your immune system right away. And then this brings me to Hashimoto's mistake number five, and that is not testing thyroid hormone enough. We know that in Hashimoto's, the thyroid is being attacked by the immune system, but how much it's attacked and how strong the attack is, is actually going to vary. For some, the attack is mild, and if we can keep the immune system balanced, it will hopefully not accelerate too much. But for others, the attack can be more severe and destruction can happen quicker. Now, there's something that we call a Hashimoto's flare-up, which is where the thyroid gets an even more attacked due to an immune trigger like a sudden stress or a toxin or even something like a big hormone change. And that severe attack in a short period of time causes the thyroid to get extra inflamed. The thyroid normally stores a bit of thyroid hormones, and during this attack, the thyroid can spill all of its hormones. This creates more hormones in the bloodstream and a low TSH. And then the thyroid has to get back online, so to speak, to produce more, and often becomes hypo immediately after that. For some, this can happen here and there. I've actually had it happen twice. The first time was when we bought our first home and literally had to redo everything in a short period of time. And the second was postpartum after I had my son, Jake. The first time it happened, it was extremely confusing. I had no idea what was happening to me. Everything was up and down and doctors were not educating me on what was going on. This was a while ago. I didn't know all of this back then. I knew right away what was happening the second time around. And as it was happening, I knew that's what it was. And I supported it immediately, unlike the first time, because I knew what was happening. Now, for some people, this can happen much more often. Things like constant stress or even hormone fluctuations with your menstrual cycle can cause the TSH to go up and down and up and down. And this, of course, can come with its own set of symptoms. Since we need thyroid hormone for all of our cells, as we've mentioned earlier, it is important to test frequently enough 
to see where you are and if and when support is needed. Some people only test TSH and other thyroid labs once a year or even less frequently, and they may be missing the flare-ups and times where support is needed. I personally test my thyroid every three months, but if you're someone that has unrelenting symptoms and have noticed that your TSH has fluctuated in the past, testing every quarter or even more often at first as you're calming down the immune system is going to be very, very helpful. I can't tell you how often I see people make these mistakes, and I wanted to share them so that you know and you can be aware of these. There really is something you can do. And if you need more support, I'm working on a resource that will shed a lot more light. I know I've mentioned this before. In fact, I think it has been over two years since I first mentioned it here, but I have been working on a thyroid and Hashimoto's course that is actually personalized. Well, it's almost done and it will finally be coming out late fall. I was actually planning to launch the course last year, but I truly think that things happen for a reason and I'm so glad that they worked out this way. My first iteration of the course was when I was pregnant with my daughter, Juliet, who's almost one now. At that point, I was not able to take on new patients because my waiting list was so long, but I knew that people needed help with Hashimoto's and hyperthyroidism. So I put the course together, but then I decided to wait a little bit before offering it because I was so close to giving birth to Juliet and I wanted to be sure that I will be available to all of my students. Well, I am so glad I waited because as I was awake each night feeding the baby after she was born, I was thinking about what people really needed. I knew what I could do in my practice and how specific I can get. I also knew that thyroid is not a one-size-fits-all approach, and I thought about all the different situations that people can be in, and I knew that there's so much more that I could teach and so much more that can be customized. For those that know me, you probably know that I am a bit of a perfectionist. Okay, okay, I'm a lot of a perfectionist. And so I went to work adding more and more to the course. I wanted to make sure that I addressed it from every angle and made it specific to as many individuals as possible so it's really personalized. I added more and more and more to where now it is truly comprehensive and walks people through all of this step by step by step. I'm really satisfied with it. And that is a lot for me to say, especially about myself. In all seriousness, though, I am so excited about this course because I've truly poured my heart and soul into it and spend the last two years perfecting it. I will tell you much more as we get closer, but just wanted to let you know that it's coming. I promise it's coming soon. And I want to thank you again for tuning in today and for being a loyal listener of the show. As always, when it comes to your health issues, whether it's Hashimoto's or another health issue, please don't give up. The answers are out there and I'm here to try and provide as much information as I can. There really is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you on the next episode of Health Mysteries Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.